and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials watch a show they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 5, titled All That You Can't Leave Behind, or by the alternate title, because this one somehow has two titles, Where I End and You Begin. Don't ask me why it has two titles. We don't know. There is no rhyme or reason behind it. Um, but the, All That You Can't Leave Behind is actually a U2 album. And The Where I End and You Begin is a song by Radiohead. Uh-huh. So, yes. As always, I am one of the nostalgic millennials, Brody. And as with, as always, I have Caitlin. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> I'm making faces at my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jesse. <laughs> oh, hello. <sighs> so, yeah. So with this episode, for some reason, there are two titles. Well, we don't, don't know why. Yeah. It's the only one that has two titles. It's fine. Who knows? <laughs> but they couldn't decide. They couldn't decide. They, yeah, they, yeah. Anyway, so when we open with this episode... We open up to Peyton, who is at a stoplight, who is running stoplights, paired <laughs> with Lucas opening up Thud Magazine and seeing Peyton illustrate stoplights with the caption, People Always Leave. Oh. Yeah, Extra. so. Oh. G- completely, completely. As, as only Peyton ever is. Thanks. Yeah, so, but while Lucas looks at Thud Magazine... Haley comes in and he confronts her about why she was with Nathan. And she finally admits to him that she told him that she would tutor Nathan if he left Lucas alone. And then Lucas sees said Peyton running through red lights and is very concerned. Yeah, you know, I was so stressed out the entire time. I don't like, okay, so. My boyfriend's been hunting all weekend, so I don't have any hot takes from my boyfriend this episode. But her car is so old. Does it have enough power to get up those hills? I don't know. I was trying trying to channel him, but all I could feel was stressed out because... She's running red lights. Mm -hmm. Woof. Yeah. Intentionally running red lights. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. I have a note about so when is this the part when Lucas and Haley are talking about Nathan and she finally admits she's tutoring him? Yes. Is this just when she tells him about it or yep. did they have a whole conversation about it? Because I have a note here that all it says is Lucas is so manipulative and nope. I'm trying to remember if that was from later in the episode or from now. <laughs> no, they have a couple conversations about it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's from later because like later he says uh what he's like, "Well, I'm not getting hazed anymore. You can uh stop tutoring him now, right?" Like, yeah, that's what that, that was. Yep, there's that conversation. That was incredible. Yep. yep, which we will get to. Um, anyway, after we'll get we jam out to again Gavin DeGraw. Um, we'll, we'll get to this at the end of the episode, but I'm getting into Caitlin's Lucas's awful camp. Slowly but surely. One, we love to hear it. One John Steinman <gasps> reference at a fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear it. Yeah. 
So yeah, after we jam out to Gavin DeGraw, because that's an obligatory thing that has to happen during every opening credits. Um, yeah, we cut to Nathan and Tim playing basketball at his house, and Nathan doesn't think he and Peyton are over um, because that's what they do. They break up, and then they make up. And Tim asks, well, why do you do it? And he says, well, it's because we make up. Ugh. Ugh. Healthy Just... relationship. We love a healthy high school relationship. Uh... Right? But then they're interrupted by even creepier Dan um, talking smack to them about the father-son basketball game. This is where I wrote, ugh, father-son game, so now we have to watch Helmet Hair actually play. Um, <laughs> I'm really mad about. Um, yeah. And stay mad about for a while. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And then, next thing, we find ourselves in the cafe again, and Lucas apologizes to Haley about being upset about her tutoring Nathan, and... This is when he says, you know, well, the hazing's kind of stopped, so you can, you know, stop tutoring Nathan. And she tells him that she's not going to stop tutoring Nathan if she breaks her promise. She's as bad as Lucas thinks Nathan is, which I loved. Yes. Which I loved. She's like, no, I'm sticking to my principles, and I'm going to tutor him like we said, and we had an agreement. Not going to back out just because you don't want me to. Manipulative fucker. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Carry on. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Man. And I'm then not quite that far into this camp yet. I just think he has shitty taste in books. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But then some <laughs> random middle-aged dude goes to Lucas and shows him a newspaper article about him and is so excited to see him play with these dad in the father-son basketball game. Good it's like it's not creepy at you. all. Good article about you and your pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which Lucas is freaked out about, and Dan is just pissed about. Oh my completely. god. Completely. And it's hilarious. Because Deb's like, well, you know, hey, you have two sons. Hate to break it to you, sunshine. Deb. Just Deb coming in. Just a ray of fucking sunshine. And a little dose of reality, too. She's like, yeah. Yeah, no, they're both your sons, dumbass. Yep. <laughs> You had unprotected sex twice. <laughs> yep. Within six months of each other. Uh, God. Anyway. Yeah. So. I still love Deb for like being the voice of reason. And she's just like so mature. Right. About, about the fact that they live in the same town as Karen and Lucas. Like. Right. You can tell like she's not embarrassed. No. She's not like. She doesn't. I mean, she obviously doesn't hate karen and lucas because she's like reached out to karen mm-hmm. so it's like thank god for deb <laughs> yeah, yeah she's like the audience surrogate i feel like she's the one like saying to the characters what we want to tell them <laughs> you know yeah. it's like her and keith are the two people i feel like are the ones telling the characters what we're screaming at the television screen <laughs> The entire time. Facts. Keith. Oh, Keith. Yes. Uh, Uncle Keith. Yeah. Dad, Daddy, Uncle Keith. Yes. Daddy, Uncle Keith. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to school and um, Nathan tries to talk to Peyton to be like, all right, when are we getting back together? And she's like, no, we're not. Sorry, <laughs> dumbass. And walks off. 
And then we get a quick little banter with Brooke and Lucas because Brooke is still flirting with Lucas because that's all Brooke does. <laughs> Naturally. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that's all she does this entire episode. Yeah. She's well, not in this episode a whole lot. She gets no. yelled at by Peter. Right. She also gets yelled at, which is going to happen. Yeah. So. Sorry, spoilers. Jumping ahead. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, I watched this episode way before recording started this week, not just like right before. So I had some time to mull over things. There you go. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So at practice, Whitey encourages Lucas to play in the father-son game, and Lucas is kind of like, eh, okay, sure, fine, I guess. Yeah. And... Also, in that same gymnasium, while that's going on, yes, Peyton completely goes ballistic on Brooke about how pointless cheerleading is and how pointless and stupid high school is about sleeping with all the jocks, and she quits cheerleading or storms out or whatever. Yep. Just full meltdown. Full-on meltdown. Yeah. I love Peyton. I do. (laughs) I do. Right? Right? It's one of those things where, like, when I was in high school and I was watching the show... I wanted to be Brooke, but now that I'm an adult and I'm rewatching the show again, I realize that I was Peyton in high school (laughs) because I, and I think about a time where my best friend started dating the guy I liked and I stormed out of church (laughs) because it was a guy that we went to church with, (laughs) which is. Exactly what Peyton Elizabeth Sawyer would do. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. And then the fun doesn't stop there because Lucas goes to Keith's garage to ask him to play in the father-son basketball game, which Keith obviously accepts and says yes, happily. And Dan shows up on a bike (laughs) to ask for some water and starts to badmouth Lucas. Lucas says that he was never his father. And Dan agrees and says that says Lucas shouldn't have his name at all. And it's just the most horrible, toxic conversation I think he's Ugh. ever had. How insecure do you have to be to bully a teenager? Very yeah, insecure. I mean, you've seen his haircut, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> how insecure do you have to be to be 40 and have like a panic at the disco haircut on your head? Like how? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he's not even 40. He's yeah. mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember how old we decided they were. Thirty. Yeah. Thirty-four. Yeah, eighteen plus sixteen, whatever that is. Thirty-four. He looks fifty. He looks fifty. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with that whole conversation, Lucas then says to Keith that he wants to change his last name. That he's done with having the Scott name. He's done. Yeah. Dun dun dun. I don't blame him. Yeah, no. Like, not one bit. I don't blame him at all. Like, honestly, I understand why Karen gave him Dan's last name, but also, like, you knew what kind of person Dan was. So, why? (laughs) Yeah, but I think think about here's the thing, though. When you think about that, though, when Lucas was born, 
I don't know if everyone knew how horrible Dan really, really was. Well, and she I mean, obviously he made bad choices, but it's like they hadn't lived with that for the last 16 years about how horrible of a person he was. Yeah, that's so, true. So, you know what I mean? At that point, there's probably still some like, well, there might be a chance that we can all be a family of some sort. That's you true. Know? Yeah, you're right. I, I guess I didn't like think about that because like the because of the fact that it's like, oh, oh, yeah, he was 17. So it's like, is he just being a terrible teenager or is he actually terrible? I I couldn't remember like if he had already changed his mind when Lucas was born or not. Well, because she says something like Dan, Dan said he was going to marry me and then I was in the hospital and he never showed up. But Keith was there and he mm, held you. That's and right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Like daddy, daddy, uncle Keith, you know, like. Yep. It's his last name, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was yeah. my my tangent and my trying to remember things. <laughs> yeah, so then we have a quick conversation where Dan talks to Whitey, and Whitey pretty much lays into Dan about abandoning Lucas and that all of this situation is his fault and that he needs to man up and stop being such a big baby about all of it and accept, yeah, you have two sons. Suck it up, sunshine. Yep. I mean, not wrong. Like, it's literally your fault. You had unprotected sex twice. <laughs> Within yep. six months of each other. Yep. That was my yeah. that was my yes, Whitey moment of the uh, of this of episode. Ep- this episode, yes. Right, oh. and then we get another lovely heart to heart moment with Lucas and Karen on the roof, where she tells him that Keith talked to her about Lucas changing his name. She gives him her blessing about changing his last name, but. Her philosophy is it's not what your name is. It's what you do with the name that's important and reminds him that Keith is also a Scott and leaves it at that. During this scene, this was the progression of my notes. I went, oh, Keith's like his real dad. And then there was a really close up on Chad Michael Murray's face and he's got a really gross blonde soul patch so it went from, aw, Keith's like his real dad to, ew, blonde soul patches are so gross. I honestly forgot that Chad Michael Murray had that it's until just... they zoomed in on his face. So. Oh, there yep. Was... <laughs> yeah, he has facial hair, like, badly this whole time. And it's like, why? Just oh. make him shave it. It's not a big deal. He's 16 anyway. Uh, right? What 16-year-old do you know that can have a that has enough facial hair to get a soul patch? Has right? the kind of razor control to leave just this. Like uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yuck. Yeah. So I can't remember if he ever shaves it either, because I don't think he does. Oh like, I like, don't know. Like I know, like not like Lucas as a character, but like Chad Michael Murray. I don't think he ever like shaves. Thankfully, it. I just thank God that it's blonde and you most of the time cannot see it unless, unless you're very close to his face. Tight, tight emotional close ups. Yep. Uh, and then you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> so then the next scene is one of my favorite scenes of this episode Whitey and Peyton. Yes. And them talking. He, he, 
finds her at the cemetery where she's trying to smoke badly mm-hmm. and gives the best quip about, you know, she already, she just broke up with Nathan. So now she's trying to find another bad habit to take its place <laughs> with cigarettes. And yeah. it's great. But yeah. although that moment, that is the actress who plays Peyton trying to smoke badly, very badly. Because yep. she's just sitting there with the lighter, like, click, 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 click. It's like, what? <laughs> You're 16. You know how yeah. to use the lighter, my love. Like, come right? on. <laughs> but no, they have a really, really sweet conversation about Peyton's mother. We learned that Peyton's mom actually passed away seven years ago. And that was the same time that Whitey lost his wife, Camilla. And they talk about that, and it's really sweet and honest, and I just love it to pieces. Though we did miss, Peyton had another really good line right at the beginning of that conversation, where Whitey bags on her for trying to smoke, and she goes, what are you doing here, making a reservation? (laughs) Yes. The best. The best. (laughs) No, because that was in retaliation to him saying, there's a lot of smokers that are here already. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love Uh, it. Those two, chef's kiss. Like, whoever thought to put those two together, genius. It's so good. I also just love how Whitey, like, is just everybody's, like, surrogate parent. Yeah. Yeah. He just, because, and also, I just, I just couldn't, this is, this is why I could not have been a teacher because I considered it because I would have been like Whitey where I would have wanted to be in everybody's business and be everybody's mom and make sure everybody is okay all the time. And that like, I cannot imagine the mo- the emotional pressure that that man was under. Right. Like, yeah. God bless him. <laughs> I feel like this episode really like flushed him out too. The last like four episodes has been like Whitey, the wise cracking, hard ass basketball coach, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's he like started to really become more three dimensional. Well, um, same. I mean, like even with Peyton, we now learn more about her backstory. Right. And it's just that's what I love about this show in particular is that it does. It's like every character just blossoms and blooms into their own character as we go along with this show, and it's so good to watch. Although, at the end of every episode I watch, I go, Brody and Caitlin keep promising me that this isn't a basketball show. And I don't know how it's not a basketball show. Where's the plot if it's they're not playing basketball? You'll just have to wait when basketball season ends this season, because it does. Basketball mm-hmm. season does not last the entire season one. What? Yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. Yeah, so after Peyton and Whitey's really sweet, you know, dialogue together, we jump to Nathan and Haley, where Nathan is talking to Haley about Peyton and how much he says he misses her, and Haley kind of goes after him about how he treated Peyton, and he's kind of like, well, whatever. You know, he kind of rebuffs the whole thing, which I find hilarious. I also just love how it's just such a commonly known fact in the school that Nathan and Peyton were terrible for each other and they treated each other like shit. Because Haley, even though Haley is, you know, best friends with Lucas, he's on the basketball team now or whatever. Like, Haley, it's been made very clear that Lucas is her only friend. 
So for her to be hearing about what's going on with Peyton and Nathan, like, that's like widespread gossip <laughs> that yep. she's like picking up in the bathroom, which is yeah. just so sad that the entire school is like, no, these people are garbage for each other. Well, it's also a small school. Like, that shit, like, having gone to a school that probably smaller than this one, gossip like that doesn't stay contained. Like, if two people are dating and they have a bad relationship, everyone knows. Like, whether you are the nerd who only hangs out in the library or if you are star quarterback, doesn't matter you know everyone's business. Like, it's just how it works. I, I felt that moment. Like, I I lived that moment of this TV show. <laughs> Same. Can concur. Yeah. So then, speaking of Peyton, we see Lucas confront Little Miss Red Light Runner. Extra. By, Ugh. you know, completely. What he does, he doesn't just, like, you know, confront her. No, he gets in the car with her. And goes on a joyride while she runs through a bunch of red lights and he acts really panicked for, you know, very obvious reasons because she's running a bunch of red lights. And and he just fixed that fucking car. Right. He just fixed that car. I would have yeah. been more mad about that if I were Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, if you want to run red lights, go run down the street. Trying to wreck it again. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I put a lot of free labor into this car that you are driving so recklessly right yeah. now. But then we find out she kind of breaks down in front of Lucas and tells him that how her mom died was that she ran a red light because she was running late to pick Peyton up from school Ugh. and got T-boned and died. And it's like, oh, knife yeah. to the heart. It's yeah. just, yeah. Although she's just also like without this red light running game that she plays all episode, she's also like a really bad driver. Like, we see that always. Like, digging around in the backseat while she's driving at top speed. Like... Yeah, she, no, she's... She needs to be a better driver. I need her... What I need for Peyton's character growth is for her to be a better driver. <laughs> <laughs> Not anything else. You just need her to be a better driver. That's, I don't give a shit. I will about... say, and this is a spoiler, she is one of the only characters in this TV show that is not eventually involved in a car wreck. Ah! Like <laughs> she and that's like that's not a, even a spoiler. That's just like a fact. Like I'm fairly and Brody like correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Peyton is one of the only characters that makes it through the entire series without getting into a car wreck. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna yes. amend my predictions from last week now. <laughs> <laughs> who who is the wheelchair Jimmy of One Tree Hill? Oh, oh no! <laughs> wheelchair Jimmy! <laughs> oh my god, we Sorry, live for a Degrassi Degrassi Drake reference. Oh god. See, I didn't even watch Degrassi and I got that. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I was obsessed with that show. Oh god, me too. Oh god, okay, tangent, tangent, <laughs> anyway. kids. Anyway. anyway, anyway. So... Yeah, after we learned that really, you know, hard piece of information about Peyton, we cut to the garage, Keith's garage, where Dan shows up and tries to accost Keith about the fact that he's playing in this game and all this stuff. And Keith is just not having any of it and has like a perfect retort for every single one of Dan's comebacks. And my favorite one was 
you know, he says something about, well, Dan, you might be ashamed of us, but what makes you think we aren't just as ashamed of you? Yes. Yes. Brotherly love. And I think, is this the first time we really get that Keith is the older brother of the pair? No, I think it's been brought up before. Okay, because they made a really big point of it this time for some reason. And I was like, is that the first time they're telling us that, you know, Keith is the older brother of the two? And, you know, no, I think fleshing out I, that dynamic. It was just, it was probably, I think it's it's the first time in the series that Keith has made a, a big point of reminding Dan. Yeah. Well, they just don't interact that much. Like, we only, like, I feel like Dan only refers to him as big brother. Yeah, so... That happens, and then we get to another Nathan and Haley scene. Again, tutoring, and Haley griefs Nathan about missing Peyton. And he says that he wishes he had another chance, and she's kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, if you'd treated her better, you wouldn't have to worry about that, but okay, whatever. And it seems like the two of them are connecting a lot more than what they were initially, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. I still you don't, don't like it? I still don't like Nathan. I understand I probably and en- will end up liking him, but I don't like him. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um then comes my favorite my well tied for my other favorite scene with my favorite pairing from this episode. Another Peyton and Whitey thing where Peyton just walks right into the boys locker room. <laughs> to go to Whitey's office, and it is the funniest thing ever because all of these boys who all look like Abercrombie models, because that's you know it's what it was. Well, I mean, what else are they going to do in small town North Carolina other than work out? Facts. <laughs> There's nothing Facts. to do. Yeah, and a WB show circa 2003. Yeah, they're all going to look like Abercrombie models. That's how they that still goes. all look like Abercrombie model- models on the CW. Have you watched Riverdale? Well, that's true. That's like- true. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. carry on. So she asks him if they can go talk. And so they go out on a bridge and talk about stuff. And she kind of tells him that she wishes she could find a reason for why her mom passed away. And he kind of tells her, you can't. Things happen. You know, you can't find a reason for everything. And he says that he's sure her mother is proud of her. And it's super sweet. And he talks about Camilla again and all that stuff. And it's just, it's another lovely, lovely scene between the two of them for even more character growth. And I love it to pieces. Yeah. Oh, Whitey. I love him. Right? Oh, Whitey. Such a good character. Right. And then we end up going to then Lucas, who is talking to Haley. And he asks Haley if, if she's just tutoring Nathan or if there's more going on <laughs> and she swears there isn't anything more and that she just loves tutoring because it makes her feel as good as when Lucas plays basketball and they finally officially make up and are now besties again and are all okay and good with each other. So wahoo. Uh, but is she just tutoring him? Yeah. My, one of my last notes is, LOL, just tutoring him. <laughs> Never just tutoring on the WB. Never. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we get kind of two parallel scenes after that, which is the first one. It's Keith and Lucas 
who are practicing at the river court and they're talking about the name change and Keith kind of just asks Lucas, you know, think about it. Don't rush into it. Think about it some more, but he'll, again, he'll support him no matter what, but just think about it. And on the other side of that, we get Deb and Nathan talking and she reassures him that now that she's back, things are going to start changing. Um, Nathan told her that he wants his dad to lay off. And she honestly says, you know, if, if he doesn't want to play basketball anymore, he doesn't have to. And that his dad will understand, which then immediately they both kind of go, well, we both know that's not true. So, (laughs) well, we're both screwed then it's fine. (laughs) Can we talk about what Keith was practicing basketball in? Can we just talk about his outfit choice? Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) Because he was wearing a pair of jeans, like acid wash jeans, a lovely denim shirt, I do believe, um, some kind of bandana stitch in his hair, and then full-on, like, Desert Storm military handout combat boots. Yep. Like, they did the wide shot on that, and I'm like, what? What is he doing? I mean, does Keith own a pair of tennis shoes? We don't know. We don't know. But I mean, he played in the game, so we do know. That's but. true. <laughs> Those are, Lucas probably gave him an old pair of his. <laughs> like, you can't show up. <laughs> in your, you know you can't wear combat boots, right? You, you know you can't wear your Desert Storm boots at the father-son <laughs> basketball game, right? Oh, God. Yeah. And so... After all that, we see then Lucas crossing Semsey Bridge that Peyton and Whitey were on, and Peyton is still on the bridge. And Lucas is chatting with Peyton, and it's a really sweet conversation, but we do learn a few very important things. Like, number one, the question that we've asked for most of these episodes is, where are your parents? Yeah, we, learn where, we learn where Peyton's parents are. Fucking Mom, dead. Mom's dead, and Dad is on a dredging boat. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's another one of those, like, same sweet, semi-romantic, like, brooding, will-they-won't-they conversations that they have, like, every episode. So, yeah. Yeah. That happened. Where he's like, sir, your mom's dead. Do you remember how I dug your art out of the trash and gave it to Thud without asking you? That was (laughs) cool, right? (laughs) Hashtag never forget (laughs) the garbage art incident <laughs> yeah and then we get another scene with deb and dan about um deb confronts dan about pushing nathan too hard and dan pretty much says he regrets quitting playing and that there's nothing better and that that's all he <laughs> wants which color me shocked he wants to relive his glory days Ugh. of course he does because he was a uh... 32-year-old with two illegitimate sons in small-town North Carolina. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> God. I would, too. <laughs> I would go back in time before I knocked everyone up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then we get two more quick scenes, both with Nathan, actually. The first one is when he visits Peyton and says that he misses her and that, you know, he's I don't know if he says he's sorry, but it's like he, you know, he says he misses her and blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of waiting for him to be like, 
you know, sorry about your mom, and he never does. Uh huh. And then, yes, bad boyfriend. Yes. So he does that, and then we cut to the school. We're back at school because everyone's getting ready to come in for the game. And Nathan tells Haley that he did well on his latest exam and gives her a hug. And Lucas is like right behind her. And you see Nathan give Lucas this look of like, yeah, I'm hugging your best friend. What you going to do about it? Yep. Uh, Which, of course, pisses Lucas off. Yeah. Which is valid. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, and then we go father-son basketball game. Dan is ever... And I put this word in the best way possible. Such a douchebag. It's not even funny. Ugh. It's just he's gross and disgusting and I don't like it. And yeah, being a macho dumbass. And I just, I, no. He's no, no, wor- no. He's the worst. The absolute worst. Um, he's 17 again. True, 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 true. Um, and then when Lucas is warming up, um, he kind of gives Haley the cold shoulder. Because he's mad about the hug. Because he thinks now something's going on. But then we also got that moment where she goes, hey, Scott. And they both look. Right? They both look at her and it's like, oh, God. What? No. Yeah. So then we cut to basketball montage of the father-son basketball game. And, of course, the dads are getting creamed. Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's a bunch of men in their, you know, late 30s and 40s playing kids who are in their teens. Like, it's it's going to happen. But you know who takes it very badly that they're losing? Dan. Dan. I will say, though. a lot of though, character for Dan. <laughs> those high school boys had some Harlem Globetrotter skills happening. And it was right. It was good. It was it was a good basketball montage with it the Harlem Globetrotter stuff. I, I wish yeah. they were all like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This just so, Jesse would not be complaining that it's still a basketball show if it was a basketball show about the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Where's the bucket full of glitter, guys? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, and at halftime, Nathan or Dan goes into the locker room and starts to intimidate and berate Nathan about playing his best and that he needs to do his best, whatever. And Keith kind of intervenes and you know is kind of like breaking it up and dan goes after keith and you know it's like dan being dan and keith good job which is really sweet and yeah from the episode that nathan's basically a stranger to him Mm -hmm. you know and yeah so they get that the uncle the uncle keith vibe the uncle keith unky keith right he's not daddy uncle keith he's just uncle keith it's just unky yeah. 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 So then we cut to Peyton continuing to run red lights Ugh. and cry while she does it. And she finally ends up stopping at one when she gets cut off at an intersection and Ugh. almost gets into a wreck. Right. Almost, but does not. Thank God. Cause you know, that poor car, I don't know how many times they can, you know, redo that car. Right. Honestly. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. It is honestly such a beautiful car. And can I just say, Peyton doesn't deserve it. No. <laughs> nope. Like, th- I'm not by any means, like, 
a car buff or like I I couldn't even tell you what kind of car it is other than a comet because of reasons yep. much much further down the road. But like that is a beautiful fu- I don't need to be a car buff to know that that is a beautiful fucking car and that Peyton Sawyer does not deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if her bad driving would bother me so much. If she was driving, like... A shitty-ass car. Like, yeah, exactly. A little... If she was driving a Honda Civic, nobody would care. Dodge Stratus that I drove in high school. (laughs) Right, exactly. If she was driving my 94 Chrysler Concord, you know, I would not care how bad of a driver she was. Because guess what? Me too. Um, (laughs) But no one gave me that car. Right? Yeah. So then we cut back to the basketball game. And as the other boys are going onto the court, Haley quickly confronts Lucas, which I'm like the entire time this is going on. I'm like timing. He's about to go back onto the court, but okay. And Lucas does not believe that there is nothing going on between Nathan and Haley and storms off to play the rest of the game, which whoever's in charge of this game is an idiot because then he decides at the end to just clear the scoreboard because, you know, the young kids are winning by, like, 30 or 40 points. And he says, right. whoever makes the next, next basket wins. We're going to make it interesting. Plot. And, <sighs> right? It's, yeah, whatever. Okay, random dude who's announcing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the last play that we think is of the game, Dan lays out Nathan. Like, full-on oh. just body checks him. And everyone is, like, shocked. Yeah, Dan just body checked his son to the ground. Hardcore. Everyone's shocked except the people watching this television show who know that he is the worst father ever. Ever. We're like, yeah, that's on brand. That is super on brand. That's on brand for Dan Scott. Yeah. Dan Helmet Hair Scott. I also, like, I think that this is a really good, like, moment of... That, and I've honestly never thought about this before until like right now when we like when we're talking about it of like, you know how when somebody is in like an emotionally manipulative relationship and they charm everyone around them into thinking that they're a good person mm-hmm. and like, but the people who are like being abused by them know like what they're really like. Like I feel like this is the town like this is the first time the town has ever seen Dan be a garbage human. Yeah, and yeah. they're like. Oh. Dan did that? No, not 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 our Danny boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also a really good turning point for Nathan as well because then what happens is Nathan um, intentionally turns over the ball, and Nathan, you don't deserve my best game, Dad. Yeah, well, and he he lets his dad win, and he's all excited, and, and Nathan goes, "You didn't beat me, you know. You don't deserve me playing at my best. You didn't beat me, Dad, and you never will." And it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, it's cheesy in how he delivers it, but it's like the sentiment behind it, I think is also very real for Nathan at that point to realize that it's like, he doesn't care about Nathan. He cares about Nathan's playing basketball and living it through Nathan. Nathan is the surrogate to basketball that Dan needs. Yeah. I I also think the, uh, that moment that Dan just really lays Nathan out is the first time Deb has seen in person how far Dan has fallen, you know, into this basketball hole. Like, 
Because, yeah, I feel like that's probably the first time she saw him be like that with Nathan. When I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, she looks genuinely shocked and disturbed the entire time. Yeah. Granted, as does everybody else, because the, yeah. the extras, I swear to God, all they do with the extras is say, overact, overact, overact. <laughs> Give right. me more. Clutch your pearls. Well, I right? mean, you have to. You do have to think, though. Like, they probably had to tell them new, to overact because the extras, like, were townies in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. It's something to do on a Saturday. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's not like it's LA where there's a bunch of actors who are like, we yeah, want to be extras. It's, not, it's like, it's not. No, like these are these regular folks. Were professionals. Like, I know people who were Country Hill because they <laughs> happened to live in Wilmington. Yeah. Like that was like like that was like a what's it called. Like a like a, a a bucket list like check mark of like you know you're from Wilmington if you if you can be seen in the background of a One Tree Hill or a Dawson's Creek episode. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so the game ends and Lucas talks to Keith in the locker room after the game and he decides to keep his name and he was really happy to see how Keith intervened for Nathan. And that he hopes he can wear the Scott name as well as Keith does, which makes Keith very, very happy. Yep. And then outside of school, we see Peyton outside and Nathan comes up to her and is excited that she, you know, came to the game. And he's just assuming that's why she's there. And she lays into him with the fact that he didn't know that this was the anniversary of her mother's death, that she was not there for him. She has her then, Angelica Skyler moment. Like, I'm not here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Lucas comes out and she turns and looks at him. And right as she says, she's not here for Nathan. But is she really there for Lucas? Maybe. Oh, oh, oh no. We don't know. <gasps> and then the, then the show ends with Peyton obeying traffic laws. Yes. Which I've never been so happy for someone's <laughs> life. Right? She stops at red lights. She goes on green lights. She learned the game finally. Yeah. <laughs> she learned how to play red light, green light very uh, well. Finally. It took her all episode. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's episode five. Um, what did we think overall? I think... One of my favorite things about this episode is, like, like Jesse was saying earlier, you start to learn... This is an episode where you really do start to learn more about characters other than Lucas and Nathan. Yep. Like, I loved... I Like, I, I loved how much backstory we got about, you know, Peyton's life and Whitey's life. And, you know, we even learn a little bit more about the dynamic between Dan and Keith and why you know karen did what she did with lucas and yeah why his last shot and i think that this is just a really good character development episode yeah pretty much i would say everyone gets a lot of character growth except for brooke davis (laughs) poor girl poor brooke (laughs) she doesn't get character development for a while which is just so sad i know but yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this episode just because, like you guys said, it's it's a character development episode. I mean, not a lot plot-wise happens. It's pretty much status quo. 
we just learn more about all of these characters. And I think the only thing that maybe goes as far as plot is that, you know, Dan goes even deeper into being an asshole, which is not a surprise to anybody. Yeah. But not you know. yes, and like it was a pretty like un problematic episode too if we're looking at it through a 2020 lens you know like not a lot of like cringy early 2000s stuff happened no. in this episode no, not in this like, one not even yeah no that's what i i want i feel like we need to call it out when they yeah. have when they have an episode that doesn't oh like, oh i will i mean yeah you, i mean i have already in the first four episodes i've had several moments where i'm like this wouldn't fly in 2020 yeah but. so <laughs> I, I so i think when uh i think when they do a good job we need to tell them they do good job yes yeah. good job <laughs> good good job 2003 one tree hill crew and writers <laughs> and actors and everybody you did a good job of making it a standard for 2020 good job yeah did a good thing yeah. yeah no it was yeah i i didn't mind this episode that much i thought the basketball montage was actually fun i thought all it missed was the bucket of glitter, like we said. It was a Harlem Globetrotters exactly episode. It, they could have replaced the John Steinbeck quote at the end of the episode with a bucket of glitter. And I would have been fine. <laughs> Please and thank you. Oh, yeah. All the John Steinbeck. All the Steinbeck all the time. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, anybody have any other thoughts? Remind Anything me what else? the episode titles are. I want to try titles... to figure out why are the first title of the episode was all that you can't leave behind uh, which is a u2 album album and cool. the one that is on the hulu and everywhere else you can find it is where i end and you begin by radiohead which is yeah. a song it's a song i liked radiohead. the first one better i think the first one was a better choice yeah yeah so who knows why that's the case but it is what it is and they, they all can't yeah. be as on the nose as the crash into me title that was the last episode but right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I cry. right all right well that's gonna do it for us on this episode guys uh make sure to always as always you know, like, subscribe, rate us five stars, all that good stuff. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at On Wednesdays Pod. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.